guys. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Danielle and I've got Crystal with me. And today we are doing our second part of our high school series. So last week we covered the good and the fun and all the memories. And tonight we're going to cover probably the bad and the awkward and the weird. <laughs> but still still a little funny, but oh yeah. Definitely the weird. <laughs> definitely the weird. Yeah. <laughs> so in our middle school episodes, we talked about bullying. Um, Crystal, did you get any bullying in high school? I mean, yeah, in high school at all? I'm gonna be honest, I don't know if I've just shut that out or <laughs> it, it, out. it just annoyed me to no end. So I really just don't remember any of it. Yeah. I know it probably did happen. I know like one time I fell up the stairs and people made oh, gosh. Me laugh because, <laughs> you know, I fell up the stairs. That was ninth grade year, you know, so a fresh little ninthy running around. I'm going up the stairs and I drop and fall going up the stairs. But anyways, so was I know that it did the stairs happen. like in the front of the lobby, like yes, everyone could see. Oh, I'm sorry. It was. Yeah. So I do remember that happened. Um, I think the main thing I just remember is if you were not the chosen, selected, popular ones. Yeah. And you attempted to talk to one of them. They were not going to talk back to you. Like there was no, you were not allowed to hold a conversation with certain cliques and groups. So I guess there was a lot of rudeness that I felt from them. Like even if like they would ask a question and I would attempt to help them, it was like I was not allowed to answer their questions even though they were answering them well and let's be honest I I'm not I mean I'm not dumb in any sense I do not I don't think I'm dumb I've called myself dumb but really I'm, I'm not dumb and I don't think I was dumb in high school but I really wasn't super smart and intelligent like I took a couple of AP classes but I don't think that helped me either because like I wasn't the one they all wanted to be in their groups because I really wasn't like just this like super smart person mm-hmm. so when I would attempt to answer their questions they really didn't want to hear my answer because I really wasn't <laughs> like the smartest in the class right so, so I guess it was you know you were just not allowed to speak around certain I was not allowed to speak around certain people or I would get these very interesting looks of like why are you talking right now don't talk to me person yeah yeah well, I know our school was very clicky. I feel like kind of all schools are very clicky. Oh, for sure. But the thing is, is like I say that, but also we had our own clique. Like last week we talked about we being in choir and having our niche of friends. And so we mm-hmm. kind of had our own clique, but I say clique not as in like, oh, you can't sit at our lunch table, but yeah. as in we all hung out after school and that kind of stuff. So just our group of mm-hmm. friends. Um, when I refer to a clique, I mean someone who like, you know, mean girls you know that kind of stuff like yeah you can't sit with us you know (laughs) for sure and like there was I mean it wasn't to the extent I don't think but you would definitely I don't know some of them said stuff out loud but you would get definitely get looks like why are you sitting that close to me yeah like you don't ever sit here like why are you sitting close to me (laughs) yes I would get those but most of the time Everyone knows once you find your seat in the lunchroom, that is where you sit. You may move a couple to the side or like across from the seat you normally sit in, but you were in the same area. And if someone comes in on your turf, like for us, we wouldn't like 
you know, I wouldn't shun them away. It would be different. I'd kind of be like in my head, I'd be thinking, what are they trying to crack the mold? Like that's so-and-so seat. What the world? Well, like I would never say, Hey, you can't sit there. <laughs> like I was never to that extreme. Like it would, I would be like, I wonder why they're sitting there. Do they know there's, do they know they're not supposed to sit there? Which I know that's weird to say, but like literally that's how it yeah. was in high school. Like once you had your seat or your area, at least that's where you normally sat. <laughs> right. That's just kind of like preachers of habit too. Like yeah. kind of goes into that. Well, I know I talked about in middle school, I got bullied for being one of the smart kids, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is so silly. And I say one of the smart kids, as in I was not the smartest kid in our class. Trust me, I was not at all. You probably were. I guess mm-hmm. for me, it, it pays to be dumb, Danielle, and you just were too smart. <laughs> I was, no. <laughs> no, I was definitely not one of the, like one of the smartest kids, but I was academically focused. And so mm-hmm. I that's think- a good word. Words. Mm-hmm. Those two words. But anyways. <laughs> I learned it because I'm so smart. I learned um, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so I was very academically focused. Um, and so I think the bullying I received in middle school of like, you know, it's not cool to try in school. Like I said, that rhymes. That disappeared for me in high school completely. Because then we had yeah. not just advanced classes. We also had AB classes, which I took. I think mm-hmm. all, but. I took everything but AP music theory. Like that's the only AP class I didn't take. I think I I took all of them, but anything, I didn't take anything AP math or chemistry, but I took all the other ones. I took AP theory. Yeah. And history, gov and English. Yes. And so it, but like I said, pretty much all that disappeared because now I'm in the class with the same the same students basically all the time because we all took AP classes together. We were all in the advanced classes first before we took AP together. So it's the same like 30 kids that I'm with the entire time through high school. Yeah. So I wasn't with the same, like the girl who pretty much tortured me through middle school, like mm-hmm. saw her like twice in high school and that's it. Like didn't even Praise see the her. Lord. Right. Yes. <laughs> like Praise she was Lord. not on my radar. I was on her radar anymore. Yeah, so she had other fish to fry. I guess so. <laughs> Sorry. Well, thank goodness. But so that yeah. disappeared. I didn't have to worry about that anymore. But I got some weird bullying. Not, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to go into, like we talked about before. I was a big girl. Still, I'm a big girl. Of course, there was always fat comments, whatever. Yeah. Um, Even got those from teachers sometimes that <laughs> if we quite want to go into that. But yeah. Um, I would get bullied for being nice to the kids who were different. Mm-hmm. So anytime like the teachers had to pair you up for like a class project as in, in anatomy, we had a Barbie and we had to make the muscles out of Play-Doh. Oh my gosh. I loved put, that. Yes. It was, that it helped assignment. me learn the muscles. Yeah. For so sure. We did stuff like that. You know, like we're like the in-class little projects where you had to have a partner. Mm-hmm. Well, the teacher would assign partners. And this happened countless times, but I remember, especially that one time I was probably a junior, I guess a junior because it was anatomy. The student I was paired with is on the autism spectrum, super Mm -hmm. nice guy, but people were not very nice to him because he was quote unquote different. Yeah. Which is a whole nother thing. Don't get me started. It makes me so angry when I think about and talk about stuff like that, but so I would get paired with these students. I guess the teachers just knew that, okay, 
you well, work with Danielle well with, with whoever, right? Then I would work with them and they would be my partner and it would be fine. I'd be really sweet to them. It would be totally fine. And really, it was a compliment for I them mean, to put you with them. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess it was. And I didn't care because I'm pretty much nice with anybody, regardless of what you look like, what you do, what you say, yeah. whatever. That's just kind of my nature. Mm-hmm. So, but that opened me up to bullying by the other people. Yeah. So in high school, it's kind of when like the vulgar jokes and comments start. And so there would be, I'm not even going to repeat yeah. pretty much anything that they said to me, but I'd be paired with a guy in this, you know, this particular guy who was quote unquote different compared to other, other students. Mm-hmm. They made such awful comments about us and everything because I was being friendly to him. They would like, you yeah. know, kick his backpack or say mean mm-hmm. things to him or like poke him and that kind of stuff. And I treated him like any other classmate because he was a classmate and he's a human. And so by me being a human to him, I opened myself up to all kinds of bullying and terrible comments and terrible things. And this happened countless times with other students also. And like, yeah, you know, like, I don't, like, I'm not upset at all at the teachers for pairing me with these students because I'd much rather me take that than them with being partnered with somebody who would say things like this to them I mean that is true because then you're thinking they're just in their their own little form of torment stuck with this person as a as a partner and sadly if that teacher is not paying attention or being aware you know they're not going to know what's going on exactly and it would even go like I helped and volunteered every summer and I volunteered with an organization um, here in town that works with special needs adults. So one of the individuals in that program went to school with us. And so I would see him in the summer and I'd known him for a couple of years. We'd also been in high school together all these years and he is nonverbal. So anyway, he was in the special education class. And mm-hmm. so this, that class sat on a different lunchroom table all together at the front of the lunchroom every day. Yeah. And so I would always, he would wave to me and I'd wave to him and he was nonverbal. And so he could, you know, communicate in his own way. And he would usually do that to me. And I would say, Hey back or say, Hey, yeah. how are you? And he would answer how he could answer. So yeah. I was in lunch line one day and he waves to me. And so I smile and wave back and that kind of thing. And this group of guys were behind me and they said some of the ugliest things I've ever heard because I waved to another guy in our school who happened to be in the special education class. Yeah. And the things they said were disgusting. The things they said to me and like, I don't know what's wrong with these other students who said that or did that. Like, I don't understand why they thought that was funny, why they thought that was cool to make fun of somebody waving to somebody else who's in being nice to someone who's in the special education program. Yeah. It makes me heated thinking about it and talking about it. Yeah. I can tell by your tone. And I've just, I've never understood that. Like, I guess, I don't know if I always took up for the kids who are different or whatever it may be, but that's the type of bullying I received was being friendly. Yeah which has definitely been a theme in my life that people take kindness for weakness all yeah. of the time. And just because you're friendly and because you're kind 
doesn't mean that you're a weak individual. Which I don't, I, I, and I completely agree with that. It's the same thing that it goes along with. They say that about Christians as well, mm-hmm. that because we believe in an entity that we cannot see or whatever, or we always need someone's help. Like we need that higher power help, whatever they say that we're weak as well. Okay. But so take your kindness, right? It takes way more self-control to not say anything and to be nice to someone, right? Yes. Like you have to have a strong will to control your filter, not say what comes to your head to actually show another human kindness. Right. So ultimately I'm actually stronger than you, than the people that can't control their mouths that are rude and fly off at the handle. You have no self-control. You have no filter. You cannot contain the way that you feel about somebody and you can't even maintain to control how you respect someone you're out of control, which means you're actually weak. You don't know how to control how you act around people or the way that you speak. So who really is the weak one? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I have to talk about some coworkers I've had before who treated me the same way, you know, mm-hmm. smile and they try to take your smile and your light away from you. But mm-hmm. dang Nancy's as a bunch of Nancy's. <laughs> you're right. You were throwing it back episode two go listen to it but no and you're so right and you know a lot of times you know we always say but you know bullies they just they just have their own insecurities some people are just mean there are just mean people in the world yeah some people are still cocky think they're the bomb.com have no insecurities now they may have some but that's not their main point for bullying some people just don't give a flip or they don't want to have to have self-control. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to tell you, you're the weak one. I'm the strong one. You can be weak all day long and you can bully me all day long because I have the satisfaction to say that I'm actually stronger than you. Just like I say, I'm strong enough to believe in something that I can't see and know that he's there with me every step of the way. Right. What do you believe in? Mm-hmm. I'm stronger than you. So you can say all day long that I'm weak. But you're sadly mistaken, my friends. And I definitely, like the groups, like when I said when I'm in class with, you know, a classmate, the cliques that we're talking about, what I would call the preps, it would be those types of students that those comments were coming from. Those were also the mm-hmm. students who, at that time, is when like a Thursday night worship became really popular, like praise and worship at different churches would have them or different mm-hmm. places would have them in, in non-church areas whatever they'd have like a big youth worship nights or whatever and I'm remembering some of the names but I'm trying not to say them out loud right <laughs> go on so some of these students would you know advertise that they'd have the shirts on for it and they're going oh yeah we're going to this tonight we're in whatever and so they were very vocal about being Christians mm-hmm. but yet they treated people like that yeah and that from someone who also was a Christian at that time and still is, of course, had I not been, if I had seen, if I had not been a Christian, not raised in the Christian home and church that I was raised in, and I had seen these students who had mm-hmm. were claiming to be Christians and claimed to be involved in all these, you know, Christian mm-hmm. activity groups or whatever, treat yeah. other people like that, that would be really hard. Confusing. To follow. Very confusing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'd have people 
going out and doing anything that they wanted and then going on Sundays and Wednesdays and doing what they thought everybody else was doing when lo and behold, all the other ones are projecting this form of mask Christianity. I'm going to wear my mask when I know I'm supposed to be good and I'm going to take it off when I want to do what I want. Right. This was a time it was, it got really, really popular for sure to be a Christian. Yeah. It got really, really popular to go to these huge I guess you'd say praise and worship. Yeah, it was mainly worship. Sometimes they had a speaker. I went to. They would always have like drama skits, that kind of thing. Yes, and I went to a couple of them. Um, and by couple, I mean literally maybe two. Yeah, I went to two or three. Yeah, and then I was out because I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna I don't have my mask on and I don't want to play games. Right. So I'm definitely not gonna play games with you. It was a popular thing to go to these and say that you're a part Mm -hmm. of them and say that you're a Christian and then. It was really hard. You'd come to school the next day and then see those same people treating yeah. your classmate like that or then saying things to you like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's kind of dark. Sorry, that was heavy. No, that's good. Because I mean, well, and us as adults and like being in the churches that we're in now or even the churches before, what we see as, a, as adults is what we see in the youth of today. Right. And to know that the, there's even more confusion today. I don't need people like you making it any more confusing at what Christianity or, you know what, let's just throw that word out, throw that word out. I don't even really like to use that word, even Mm -hmm. though I've been using it. A follower of God would not act that way. But if you project that a follower of Jesus and a follower of a God acts that way, you're setting even more confusion for whoever you're around, whoever that may be. So just think back in the day they were doing that, but put it in today when we've got, when we've got youth that think that they can be furries and animals, and then you put on the fact that I can still go to church and bully people and drink mm-hmm. and have massive parties at my house that my parents don't know about where there's sex going on and all the, cause that happened when we were in high school. Yeah. Yes. But then you go to church on Sunday. Oh my gosh. Like, and I know that's still going on today and I get it and I'm not being judgmental. I'm pointing out, how everything that you do, even the mistakes that I make, can affect someone coming to know God, to be to become a follower of him. Yeah. And so yeah, that's, that's what the hindsight looks like when you look back. Mm-hmm. You're like, my God. Well, and that kind of goes into our next thing. The other type of, I don't even know if you want to call it bullying. It probably would be like manipulation and gaslighting is what it would be classified. Mm-hmm. Is from what I had made as my own friend group like people within your own friend group who would manipulate you and say things to you, but then they also call themselves like your best friend or your friend. Yes. That was very hard and very confusing. Yeah. I was, uh, me and Micah were talking about like just this topic in general, because we knew it was coming up or whatever. And I was just brainstorming and, you know, he asked me, what is the least thing about high school that you liked? And, And very quickly I was like, it would, it would be the drama that was so unnecessary and it boiled down to even myself I will put myself when I say this it came down to just individuals that that couldn't accept that they were somewhat wrong in certain situations Mm -hmm. now a lot of pride and that kind of stuff yes and it didn't mean that I was wrong every single time but I know that there were some times I couldn't admit that I was wrong and that that would have created a better situation but 
you know, more times it was that someone else couldn't accept that they had a little bit to do with the, the drama or the equation and the situation that was going on. They had something to do with it. So if we could just all be honest, it would be better. So the, the way that I took that is I would just, I mean, I either just left you as a friend eventually, which I did for a couple or I would just ignore it because I couldn't change at that age. I wasn't in high school. I may have had much better confidence, but that still doesn't, didn't mean I wanted to like say everything that I had on my mind. So if I knew that what I said, wasn't going to fix how someone felt, I was just going to ignore it and be like, it's not worth my time. Right. And I definitely still struggled with self-esteem really, really bad in high school. Really did. I struggled with a lot of that. And so I think also is I allowed myself to be treated a certain way by my friends, quote unquote friends, because mm-hmm. I had zero self-esteem. I had no self-confidence. Yeah. I was, and oh, yeah, sometimes you- people make you feel like they're doing you a favor to be their friend. Oh, you got ripped apart <laughs> by one friend specifically. And there are times that I look back that I should have probably stuck up for you more. But what I what I did was just eventually leave the friend. Right. Now, I should have left her sooner, but I felt bad for her. Yeah. But all in all, there are probably moments that I do regret where I should have said, hey, can you be quiet? Yeah, and there was and it's more than one. Like I could name more than one. Oh yeah, person. I just group, have one specifically but... in my head, but no, yeah. and I know what you're talking about. But there was one <laughs> specifically that I was like, there were multiple times where I was like, if she says one more word, yeah, I'm gonna say something. And every time she actually stopped, and I was like, okay, maybe Jesus didn't want me to, to right. go in on her. I'm not really sure because she exactly. actually didn't say anything else. But yeah. I was always like, I promise you, if she says one more thing. She's about to push me really way too far. Now, I wasn't going to cuss anyone out. I had grown, ladies You and had grown. Yeah, you did not cuss. Yeah, if, in yeah high school, I was yeah. much better. I did not. I did not. If I cussed in high school, that means something physically harmed me that shocked me, like I stubbed my toe or something like that, which now right. I don't even do that. I'm tons right. But in high school, I was still a recovering cusser. <laughs> a recovering <laughs> like cusser. I, was, I love that. <laughs> I, was, I was a recovering cusser. So, like, I still had, like, my moments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But now I'm a, what, what, what I've gotten my, uh, my, uh, chip, <laughs> gotten my chip. <laughs> right. You've gotten yeah. of my years. <laughs> You've made some steps. I'm proud of you. <laughs> exactly. I've done my process. But I really, I mean, honestly, like with my lack of self-esteem in my, which I still to this day have trouble having that thing called a backbone. I still have trouble with mm-hmm. that. I, I made myself an easy target to these people. I really did because I, like I said, I had no confidence in myself. I, I was just, and I was made by some of these people to feel like I would, they were doing me a favor by being their friend or, like, or letting me come and hang out with them and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if you ever couldn't go to someone's like, if someone's having a movie at their house one night or we're all going out to eat here, or whatever it may be, whatever hangout it was, if you couldn't go to it for some reason, it was like, you were offending them. 
Yes, that is so true. And I mean, and I had FOMO back then, but like there was sometimes I just couldn't help it. And yeah. oh, oh my gosh, our friend group was the worst. And I probably did it too. I'm not even going to say that I didn't. <laughs> friend group was the worst about if they had inside jokes at a party you missed, they were going to make sure you knew. Oh, yeah. You didn't you like know punished. why it was funny. Mm-hmm. And so it was almost like if you weren't at every single social event that was, you know, by majority or was attended by majority of the circle, then you were shunned for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, I remember, and I mean, you know this, my grandparents lived an hour away. And so we would go on the weekends a lot to go see my grandparents. Mm -hmm. And I remember a friend saying something like, well, I'm not even inviting y'all because she's always like going to visit her grandparents. Oh, no. And I, this person said it more than one time because I didn't come to something. I said, hey, I won't be there Saturday night because we're going to go see my mom and papa, whatever, whatever. And they would make mm-hmm. me feel bad for visiting my grandparents. You know what? I don't regret one second missing your little watching some movie, probably Stick It or something. And, <laughs> or some other silly yeah. movie. I love To go it. see my mom and papa. Like, I do not regret that at all. But they would make me feel horrible like I didn't deserve to be invited to any more hangouts or whatever because I want to spend time with my family and there were several times that I should have said no to stuff that I probably put more stress on myself when it came to heck I still do that now yeah, like I that's do, something I, I have to I remember. Agree to stuff and I'm like, oh no, I, I know. Yeah, I do that to myself all. I mean, I've I've gotten better. I really okay. have gotten better, but it still is. And maybe it, maybe it, high school is what created the. I mean, that's not the only thing they created. The yes man in me or the yes woman. <laughs> yeah, the yes woman complex. It's more of just like I'm a helper and I'm a pleaser and I'm like, yeah, you need me to do what? Yes. You need me to go where? Yes. Ooh, you want to go on a date night? Sure. I haven't seen you in probably. Yes. Even though I'm like, I should say rain check. Right. Like it's okay to rain check. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like some of the situations I went through in high school really set the stonework for me mm-hmm. to have my guards up though. Like a hundred. Mm. Like I remember when I went to college, you know, there were people. Like I was, you know, people were friendly. And then, you know, I remember somebody like, oh, do you want to go grab a coffee after class or something? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe not today. Whatever. I like didn't, this sounds so silly. I like didn't want to make friends because yeah. I didn't want to be treated like I was with yeah. the friend group I had in high school. That sounds so dumb. And still to this day, if someone like, of course you, okay, we have our work friends we have our yeah. whatever friend, you know, we kind of have friends in different areas that we go. Mm-hmm. If one of those friends wants to hang out with me outside of that entity that they're in. I get yeah. so I, like it's during college. I started getting so nervous. Like I was like, oh my gosh, they want to like be my actual friend. Like, oh, they're just yeah. a work friend. I'm not going to be a, <laughs> just a school friend. And yeah. And I really think it stems from this, like therapy, please. I think it was because I was treated and manipulated in a friend group in such a way mm-hmm. that I was terrified that everyone out there was like that. But honestly, there are still, there's nice people out there. Like, you yeah. know. <laughs> but, and, and luckily those people as adults, maybe if you think of it as like, they don't, they don't have a, 
they're not high school age anymore. So hopefully they've grown. (laughs) Right. Even if maybe if they were manipulators, then they're not now, which I hope that for all of the people we're talking about too, because their life is going to be more successful if they have not still kept the same mindset that they were in high school. So, yeah. So, and we talked about this back in our dating episode. So I didn't date during high school at all. Didn't have a boyfriend or whatever. Um, I was super, super focused on studying. Mm -hmm. You know, I I knew that I was going to be a nurse. I was trying to, I was volunteering during the summers, that kind of thing, working on getting scholarships and just super focused on that. That not that I didn't trust me. It's not that I didn't want a boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) It was not for lack of trying, but it was, I knew that that was, I knew that my academics were more important and I stressed myself out with that too. I was not prepared for college when it came because that can be another story for another time, but I was focused on that more so a hundred percent. And I was made fun of in our friend group for not having a boyfriend from these girls who were like serial daters, you know? Mm -hmm. No, there definitely was, there was a stigma around our circle of friends Mm -hmm. because I think there was a couple of them that didn't have boyfriends but they tried but they were also kind of picky so they had people liking them they just wouldn't ever date them right but no I think and it just wasn't I'm not saying it wasn't like worth my time but at that point like going back to our dating stories it was still like junior year so like ninth and tenth I I just wanted to do school. Like, I just wanted to figure out this whole high school thing. Like, learn how to write a paper. I mean, my God. Like, right. that in itself took all of ninth and 10th grade, how to write a paper. And now I can write papers like a G because I'm in college right now. But still. Yeah, there was other things we were focused on besides, you know, Mm. who's going to be my homecoming date? Who am I going to get a prom with? Like, that kind of stuff. So, anyway. And I just wanted to be with my friends. I just knew that I would have more fun with a group of friends than having to worry about finding a date for every single little thing that we had to do in high school. So much energy for all that. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, didn't nobody want to go with me anyways, probably. (laughs) No. (laughs) Or the ones I wanted to ask wasn't going to go with (laughs) But so there's this one because we're uh, there's this one story that I have to tell. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best stories of my entire life. Like, it is up there in probably, I don't want to say top five because, like, more things have happened in my life since this story. But this story is in the top ten of one of my most favorite stories to tell people. Oh, gosh. Because now I can completely laugh at it. It's 100% ridiculous. Yeah, it's completely laughable. So... Without huge details, because we can't do huge details, but if you would, you know, call me. Legally, we can't do huge details. Yeah, legally. (laughs) (laughs) This is legit stuff, guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, going back to show choir. So, when you say good job on the football field, what do you do? Tap booty. Yeah. Everyone knows that. We see it all the time. Baseball, football, good game. Yeah, good game. That's what you're, exactly what you're portraying. Good game, Mm -hmm. pop on the booty. Okay. Well, so we, we, as in a bunch of people, let me just preface the that. The entire a bunch, show choir. We yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> we took on that, that type of 
encouragement, like good game or like good job. Or like when um, one specific, like that is the correct context of why we were doing it. Just this comes back into play later, guys. But when Danielle played, I'm going to call her Sylvia because that was who she was channeling. But when she was in Bye Bye Birdie, specifically, I would stand on the sidelines behind the curtain. And before she went on stage, I would smack her booty and say, good job. Yeah. And she would go on stage. Or sometimes I would just smack her booty if I had time. If I could say the words, if not, it's okay. Or I would say, go get them. You know, something like that. Yeah. Some type of encouragement. And I would tap her booty. I would never slap it hard. It's literally exactly what you see on the sidelines at football, baseball, whatever. Just a slap on the butt. Well, so apparently, only because I cannot name the snitch, there was a snitch that really snitched in the wrong way and pulled out, pulled the context completely, warped it of what was going on backstage. Regardless, somebody snitches and start naming names. So all I know is I'm sitting in art class because I was in there with you, right? We were in photography. Yes. Senior photography. Year. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Senior year. And I get called to the principal's office and I'm like, what? I'm assuming my mom's here. Like something's like, you know, maybe I forgot something. Like I initially right. was not thinking anything wrong. No. Cause we never got called to the office. We hundred no. percent were like, Oh, you never. probably like left your, I don't know, lights on or something in the parking yeah. lot, like something weird. Never. So I start walking, and as I'm walking, I run into Micah Bush. I can't say his name. I walk in to Micah Bush. Now we're not we're not dating at this point. Like we know each other, obviously at senior. Yeah, year. we're all in choir together. Yeah. Yeah. And so we start walking together. And I ask, Where are you going? And he goes, I'm going to the principal's office. And I was like, I'm going to the principal's <laughs> office. And then we looked at each other and we were like, okay that's really weird that we're both going to the principal's office at the same time so we get there and then they usher us the same way and I'm like okay my mom's definitely not here <laughs> like my mother I did not no need, f- leave my lights on <laughs> yep there's no phone call there is nothing here for me we are both getting ushered to the same room in the back of the office that I've never been to before in my entire life so mm-hmm. I open the door and there's this large table full of other students the principal the vice principal our music teacher as a whole She's there, um, VP and somebody else. Like I know his name, but I don't know what he was. He wasn't the VP. But anyways, they're all in there in a group of kids. Like and I'm 10 like, 10 or 12 of y'all, right? Oh yeah. Like the table is full. There's only like three seats left and me and Micah take the other two. So there's like one seat left in the entire room. Of all around the entire dorky table. choir kids. <laughs> yes. And I'm sitting here like, what the world is occurring? So the president, president, <laughs> the principal at this time starts talking and she's telling me the scenario and she is literally bringing up the fact that we have been slapping butts backstage and that my name was named it was a whole sexual harassment charge yes. basically that's yes. what that's what happened that's why the seriousness came forward mm-hmm. so <laughs> she's going through her spiel and i'm telling y'all i'm trying so like i first think i'm getting punked like, all these people are trying to punk me and Micah. Like, this is a joke, right? Like, we're kidding. Like, this is not serious. So, lo and behold, she's, like, halfway through her spiel. And Crystal does what she does best. And I couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> and I laughed out loud. And she looks at me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is there something funny here that you want to explain? And I was like, oh, my goodness. So, I just I just went, uh, No. 
no, ma'am. And I just sat back and I was like, and then she went out because she was like, if there's anything you want to add, she said, because you're also brought in here because we need to know if there's anyone else that needs to be sitting in this room that's not in here. And I'm thinking, I ain't snitching on nobody because this is the stupidest. (laughs) Yes. I said, this is the stupidest thing I've ever been brought into. So she goes on this spiel that she's like, this is going to go on your public record that you sexually harassed someone, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that did not sit right when we started telling our parents, which I don't have to go into all that. But that was a whole nother hot mess that totally cracked me up. Then all 10, 12 sets of parents came up to school later that day or the next day or something. The next morning, they were there at 8 a.m., which I thought was really awesome that our parents, like, believed us. Like, a lot of the parents stood up for us and was like, you do not take our students in there and talk to them the way that you did and throw threaten our children right when we're not in their presence that was their main thing like set aside what you're accusing them of you did this all wrong because they are under age and they were right you can't do that like they were saying they were going to slap stuff on our records that we weren't going to graduate like my name was not mentioned you would i would hit you and say good game and you would do the job or go get them or whatever just like they did on the baseball field and just like they did on the the football football field. field Just like every single softball field and Friday no night. one cared but no. when a bunch of theater nerds, nerds did it it was inappropriate and it was it was a whole big thing that got blown out of proportion and it was really yes. really silly and somehow and my name did not get mentioned and I think that's because the Lord knew that that my parents did not need to be called up to the office from that <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, both my mom and dad and some other mom and dads, I mean, they did not hesitate. Like, I remember, I don't don't know if you were there because your name didn't get called, and I can't remember. I don't think we, I don't think we told you about it only because you didn't, your parents weren't going to come down anyways. But, like, all of us or majority of us that were in that room that got called met later that night at KK's florist and told all of our parents, and our parents started texting each other, and that's how they got their plan together. We went to KK's florist and dished all the tea. Like, we... Like, and my mom was mad. My dad was furious. Well, it was like 10 kids who were all A and B students who had never even gotten like a party before (gasps) who were all being threatened to, you know, it was just crazy. Yeah. But I mean, I'm telling you, it is one of the best stories. And guess what? I did not stop slapping butt. (laughs) Like we were told not to do it, but I didn't. Yeah. In the long run came out. People were making up stuff. It was whole big. Yeah, nobody got in trouble. Nothing was, it was a whole big on blow up record. and stuff. So yes. yeah, and the yeah, and if the your parents, permanent record does not say butt slapper, like no. you know, and you know what, I'd be okay if it did. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, what the what the world is occurring in my senior year of high school? Oh. Like I'm telling you, it was. It was a, one of the best stories of my life that I can laugh at now, which I knew nothing was, it was blown out of proportion, but I was like more aggravated that I was like, why are y'all doing this? Like, right. I know who this is generating from. I know why it's getting blown out of proportion. Like, just stop while you're ahead and quit being petty. But no, it is one of my most favorite. I cannot wait to tell my children that story. Well, and that's when you, I mean, started your life of crime right then and there. It is. It's when yeah. I, I mean, me and Micah. That's when I we mean, we you were, became Bonnie and Clyde right after that. So I'm you telling know. you, slapping. <laughs> well, now we just slap each other's butts. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, you're married. Yeah, we're married. We can do whatever we want. But yeah. 
Well, I think I only I only have like two other funny things. I know we're uh, we're rounding down, but I think one of the main ones that I would love to say is there really was a saving moment for me and Danielle. So we had to sing a national anthem. Anyways, and I think national the alma mater in the alma mater. Yeah. yeah, at a graduation, we weren't graduating. It was our, it was junior, our junior year. year. Yeah. yeah, so we were we would have. Which day we you're knew, to say senior. Yeah. Yeah. We knew a lot of people in that class. So I was like more than happy to go sing at that one. So I could watch some of the people graduate. And so we were leaving. We we're going to go out to dinner and we, we both had our cars there. So she, a Honda, right? A red. Yeah. Honda. I had a Honda civic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Honda civic. And I still had my Jeep Wrangler, the 92. It didn't have the new one at this point. I still had the, the, um, I'm excuse me. Yeah. 92. Mm-hmm. And so and it had a little lift on it. That's important. Sorry. It has a little lift on it. Not a ton, but it does have a lift. Well, so I'm like, oh, let's take my car. Cause I, you know, love to drive back then. And I still like to drive now. And I was like, oh, let's take my car. And she was like, yeah, let's go. So we're heading to my car and, you know, parking for graduation. It's like a free for all, get what you can no, get, you know? Yeah. And so I go, we go to my car and I'm completely blocked in. Like I can't, I can't get out at all. Cause we kind of left before graduation got over. Like so as soon as it let out, we like ran so we could yes. all go. So yeah, we get a were table. we were the first. So no cars were really moving at this mm-hmm. point, and so I was completely blocked in. So then we go over to Danielle's to see if there's hope, see if we're even going to get to leave. And hers is good to go. So we get in her car, and it's this prominent intersection. A lot of people know it's completely different now. Um, probably call uh, it, it's different. <laughs> it's probably yeah, because it was. It, trust me, y'all. This is not. That was not the first wreck at that intersection. That intersection was known to not be the greatest when it comes to cars, like transitioning in between all the lanes that it had to go through Mm -hmm. in like the defense of the whole car crash. It's just a bad intersection. Well, so we're pulling out radios down completely focused y'all we weren't even talking I know that's hard to believe no we weren't talking because (laughs) um one of our speaking that one of our classmates um their mom had been in a wreck and actually passed away in that same intersection about two weeks before and so we were talking about that like we said radio was down it was dark Mm -hmm. it was you know it was dark late not late at night it was probably like eight o'clock or so because it's after graduation and anyway um you have to pull across the highway truck was coming didn't have his headlights on it was a black truck and so your girl pulled out in front of him <laughs> yeah so but both had, of us did not see it coming. right we were both looking to the left and so yeah, i was anyway, helping like i mean and i and, i didn't say no like i didn't say hey watch <laughs> out like i didn't see him either neither one of us saw him anyway um <laughs> pulled out and we were t-boned and side airbags went off and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and more on her side I did not get the bright as much as Danielle did yeah like I had um my car thankfully had side airbags so we thank really the Lord for good those. airbags yes. yeah <laughs> we thank the Lord for those um so those came out and of course instant panic because yeah we were just in a car course. wreck we were 17 yeah. I you know <laughs> like, for sure that was the first car wreck I think either of us had been in right yeah I mean I'd have been in never a- been in been in a baby fender bender with my sister but it was nothing like it was just little you know that was the extent of my experience at that point yeah that's the first car I could ever been in um and so anyway that happened and so thankfully Crystal's parents were like five minutes ahead of us yeah yeah so they came around and um my grandparents lived like 
half a mile from there. And so they mm-hmm. got there before my parents and all kinds of stuff. And it was, um, it was terrifying. Yeah. Like I, I started having, that's the first time I didn't know they were called panic attacks. That's my first, first or ever having panic attacks, but no one told me what a panic attack was, but yeah. I started having them then. <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember, well, I got so angry at that man. Cause he was like, <laughs> I don't even remember what he was saying. Y'all like, I just remember yelling from the car for him to stop. I was like, sir, I remember saying, sir, you need to back up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what I was saying. I'm sorry, you need to stop talking. I'm so at us. It was weird. If you weren't at that time, like if you would have been the same one, you'd be like, Crystal, stop, 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 stop yelling at him. I was like, no, I was yelling back because I was like, sir, I need we need to assess the situation and you're not helping us. I just remember it hit us. We got hit so hard that I had like had a hair clip um that had like was in my car and I put it in my it was so hot. It was like, you know, a hundred degrees hot. outside. It was hot. It was sticky, sweaty summer. So I had taken the clip and like put my hair up real fast. The car hit us so hard that the clip came out of my hair and went to the floorboard in front of Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's yes. how hard we were hit. Like, there was so much stuff in her floorboard. Like I remember watching my phone float in front of me. Oh, it was like slow-mo. Yeah. Which my dad surprisingly my dad had told me that I never 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 knew if I would see it or not but he was like I'm telling you when you're in a wreck the weirdest thing you'll see everything in slow motion and you'll see it speed up that's exactly what I saw like I saw everything moving in slow motion and all of a sudden it just all slung and I slapped my neck on the like I didn't I just ended up being completely stiff and could not move for like a week yeah, that's I really all I had. Burn pretty bad on my chest. Yeah, but it was just and like I hit my I hit my head, but I didn't like bleed or anything. Like yeah, just kind of knocked like you that. Yeah, yeah, you just not yeah, just from like you said the movement of like how we got hit. But the right. ladies in front of us were so sweet. They we were angels kinda, from above. Yes, we kind of actually kind of bumped them, but nothing happened right. to their car. We went like forward we, and bumped into yeah, them, but there was no damage or anything. But yeah. they like they called nine one one. They came and checked mm-hmm. on us. They called my like, mom and dad with my yeah, phone. Because I remember because my, you saying, "I don't." I, and so she took yeah, the phone and told my you her. adrenaline was so bad that I couldn't. My hands were shaking. Like yeah. I, I felt okay. My in my like my body, I guess was okay, but my adrenaline was coming out in my hands. So like they were shaking so bad, I couldn't access my phone. <laughs> like right. I couldn't use my fingers to save yes. my life our flip phones you know <laughs> yes it was so strange I was like <laughs> and my voice was apparently not working either <laughs> yes and it, well and somehow we came out of the wreck pretty much scratch free besides maybe a little seatbelt sure. burns and maybe yeah a little, for you a little knock I think on you had a head. bruise somewhere though didn't you uh I feel like I had a bruise on my arm or something I don't know if yeah. maybe I bruised myself getting out because of, of course then I realized that I couldn't get out on my side, I had to crawl through. So I think I hit yes. myself like on the gear shift or something. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I was just extremely, I ended up having to get a muscle relaxer because I literally could not sleep because I was so stiff and it was painful that yeah. I just had to have something that finally, I guess, unclenched because I obviously right, clenched. Mm-hmm. But yes, that was, I eventually like four days later, I was like, mom, something has to give. Like that was really the only thing. Yeah. I just remember being really sore. Yes. I did not know what the word anxiety. No, I didn't know what the word anxiety was. I was in, in college, yeah. but then I realized, oh, that's when that started. 
<laughs> that's a panic attack. That's what a panic. Oh, when you can't feel your arms or your face and they go tingly and numb. That's yes. what that is. Got it. Well, I started having those immediately afterwards. Yeah. I was driving and started having oh, panic man. attacks. Oh, well, yeah. Maybe a little bit of P- uh, PTSD. A little PTSD immediately afterwards. Yeah. yeah probably so. Um, well, but yeah, and- so somehow my car was not totaled. My car was yes. um, only like six months old. That is great. It was new. And that yeah, made why in- I said I was going to drive. I was like, let's not put your car on new car on the road yeah i had gotten in in august and that wreck was in may and Mm -hmm. so it was only had it for a few months and um somehow it was only like it was probably like i think i think they joked with me it was like one scratch away from being totaled um Mm. anyway so that car lasted and it got me through college it got me through it really um, got me through lpn school got me through rn Mm -hmm. school and then when i got my big girl job it got traded in got me this car so yeah and she I did think me too, good. Old Pally oh yeah. Civic did me good, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I think the saving grace, because like th- when we think back at it, and I thought I thought back at it that night when I, my, my parents were driving me home or driving me back to my car at the high school mm-hmm. and I pulled up to it and I just like it it hit me. I was like, that wreck would have been completely different if we would have been in, in my Jeep. Jeep. Yeah. Like for sure, without a doubt with the amount of force that he hit us with we would have flipped right um and so to this day I've all we like I think it was like a couple of days after I didn't want to bother Danielle because I didn't just because I didn't want her to think I was belittling what happened but in hindsight after driving home that night in my jeep I was like Jesus saved us it was bad um, but he saved us because it would have been completely a different story I don't I mean I pray that we wouldn't have died but we definitely would have had way more injuries or injuries it could in, have in been general, a violent wreck yeah for sure um because with where he would have hit us too because the truck wasn't like a souped up truck but it wasn't a baby truck it would have been right. like at a great angle to just yeah. go Froop. thankfully yeah, a little so. low to the ground low profile vehicle did us good that night yes okay. it really did jesus was like hey i'm gonna block her jeep in so that they can't take it because right. i'm about to work for my good and create a better scenario <laughs> so he definitely he definitely was looking out for us right oh yeah 100 percent. it bonded us yeah. <laughs> oh for sure and i think and i think i mean high school in general it's got the crazy it's got the weird it's got the bullying it's got the learning experiences and it's got the bittersweet because like i remember mm-hmm. The things I teared up when high school was ending, it was more about like not, it it was more, I think about like the showcar aspect because like I knew I wasn't going into that, but I knew I enjoyed it so much. And it was the fact of I had bonded with like some of the color guard girls and had had a great time learning that skill. And so I did tear up. I'm going to tell you that I was not one of those that was like, <laughs> you know, I didn't right. cry on my graduation day. I had no, done all I, my crying. I grin like a possum. Yeah. Yes. I was completely happy to graduate and go on to college. The things I teared up about was more about like the experiences and the people that I wasn't going to get to see every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say tear up, I really mean it was like just tearing up. Um, yeah. It wasn't like a full blown emotion. You know, yeah. But no, and if I, I may have cried after graduation, but it was not because I, it wasn't because of, I was going to miss high school. It was that, 
oh my gosh, change is occurring. Cause you right, know, as change. I've said before, yeah. change gets me. So it was probably more of tears of mm-hmm. probably like a little bit of anxiety and nervousness of the next step. But no, I was so happy to graduate. I was like, this is, I mean, I'm, even though I don't like change, I like, as we've kind of heard from these past two, I like challenges. Like I like a good challenge. Mm-hmm. And so that's how, that's what I looked at college as like, this is just the next step and let's see what I can conquer. Right. Well, I have two little, <laughs> two last little things I was going to say, and then we'll wrap up and finish. Um, the first thing is, is speaking of graduation, mm-hmm. um, graduation robes are hideous. Oh yeah. And I hated the color of ours. Like They're, Micah and me talk yes. about that all the time. We hated the color. Yeah, they just had to change the color our yes. senior year. They're like, let's change the graduation color. No. They've worn like one color the whole, like. It looks like we were history. at a baby boy gender reveal. It was. They changed us to baby blue and baby blue. Anyway. It well, was horrid. I remember telling, because I, talk about self-esteem, I had horrible <laughs> self-esteem. And um, I felt like I looked like a huge whale in my graduation robes. And blue I remember whale. telling. No, I'm just kidding. I remember telling um, my mama, I was like, yeah, I'm never wearing those again. Mm-hmm. I'm never wearing. And she was like, when you graduate college, I was like, I'm never I'm never putting one of those on again. And by golly, I've had didn't. three graduations since then. I have yet to wear one again. I was about to say, because you got to wear your white scrubs for well, one I didn't of participate them. In, I didn't participate in graduation any of my graduations. That's I had to right. do. So that was now, your LPN pinning, candle service. Yeah, yeah nursing pinning ceremonies are required. Um, they're required by the school. But you get to wear. You wear yeah, scrubs. Yeah. You wear scrubs. But I, I, I declined. All of my graduations so to wear true. robes or to walk in graduation because I, I don't think I ever my word. That. Yeah, I don't like it. You I did. felt really uncomfortable. I wouldn't have done pinning necessarily unless it was not required. Required? So. Yeah, it was required. <laughs> I just think it's funny that I call that a candlelight service. Is there candles or did I make that up? No, it's candles. It's like a oh, okay. ceremony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make I sure I didn't like everything. pull that out of thin air. No, <laughs> you hold a like... lamp with a candle and yes, that's what get pinned and it's it's really it's a cool. Oh yeah, I went to your. I think you went to LPN. Yeah, remember? I don't think I could come to your nursing one. I think it was on a Wednesday night or something. It was. It was, it was something with. Night. It was. Wednesday. Yeah, but I did get to go to your LPN one. Yeah. But um, but yeah. Oh, and the other last little piece of advice that I wanted to just tell everybody, just kind of wrap up, is yeah. So many times, I feel like there's so much pressure, like in movies and that kind of stuff. At high school, these are the best four years of your life. You're the mm-hmm. best no that's the best thing ever it's not it's not (laughs) it's not you're still you're still trying to figure out life you're still trying to figure out how to you know come out of a child and become an adult yes and it's it's still awkward it's still uncomfortable you're still going to have self-esteem issues all of those things are still going to occur it's just like middle school but like you have more you can drive like it's the same thing Yeah, a little more freedom a little more freedom and (laughs) maybe you get a cell phone, like, you know, that's pretty much the most exciting things you do in high school. And so don't put so much pressure if you're in high school right now and you hear this, don't put so much pressure on yourself that these are the best four years of my life. They're not, you know what? College is not the best four years or 10 years, however long you spend in college of your life. either. (laughs) Don't put so much pressure that society says these should be the best four years of my life. Society says I'll look back on these years and cherish them. You know Mm what? Bloom where you're planted, wherever that may be. If you didn't like high school, you know what? It's not the best four years of your life, but I bet you're going to have other great years of your life. Oh, yeah. Don't peak in high school. Just get better with age. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I would to give any advice is 
just live, live life by experiences. Yeah. Like just take what's in front of you if you want to do it and you feel comfortable or if you feel like challenging yourself, go for it. Yeah. And it's, and guess what? It's okay if someone says no. It's okay if you don't make the team. I tried out for volleyball and didn't make it and I picked myself back up and I was fine. That's right. So sometimes in high school, you're not going to make everything, but heck, try if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like that's, that's the, yeah. Go, go with the flow. It ain't no big thing. Cause I think too, like the, the best thing I think that I learned later in life that I wish I would have done and maybe doing volleyball was, was actually a good thing for me. Cause it did help me realize that, Hey, you're not gonna, you're not going to be accepted in everything, but like questions trying out for anything, the least anyone can say is no. Yeah. But if you don't ask, you'll never know. Or if you don't try, you never try or you never ask, you'll never know the answer. Yeah. So it's like, it's really, it's really okay. Cause if you can learn that in high school, oh my gosh. I mean, you'll be excelling in so many things if you can learn yeah. that in high school. I then when you get older and you <laughs> have this, you have a huge opportunity in front of me, in front of you, and you actually, actually um, risk it and ask about it and you actually get a yes. Oh my God. Like that could advance your career in one yeah. second. So, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Go with the flow. Don't put any expectations on it, but take, take a little risk. Risk it for the biscuit. That's right. (laughs) But yeah, well, thank you. Just thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to our opinions, for participating. We do get some DMs. We get some comments and we love them. We enjoy them. That is one of our favorite parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So bring it on. Anything you want to say, anything you want to share. If you have a funny picture, funny high school story, a funny high school picture that you want to try or not try that you want to show us, bring it on. So our Instagram page is askthejewels links in the bio are there all of our other content if you want to laugh at our if you haven't seen them and you want to laugh at our middle school pictures or anything like that give that a like and then look at our Um, high school pictures we've already posted and just have a good time on there and just let us know what you think or some of your experiences please do we love it but yes Well, we hope that y'all have a great rest of your week. Um, We pray blessings over your week and hope that you possibly take some risks, even as old or young people. I know we have a lot of different ages that listen and we love that part too. So, you know, just let us know how you're feeling. Take risks and get a backbone. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. We'll see y'all later. Bye, y'all.